Hello, this is Graham from the VIP Sports Betting Guru community. Um, This is the first podcast I've done, so excuse me if it's a little bit disjointed and doesn't make much sense. But I wanted to um, talk about the Cheltenham Festival. It's something that's been close to my heart for many, many years now. Um, Growing up, even as a kid, I remember some great um, races in the 70s. If you think I was only born in 1965, um, to actually start showing interest in in racing um, probably came about because of the festival. My family have always um, been into their racing, um, and so I suppose there was a natural progression. Uh, But it was, I think, the Cheltenham Festival that really captured my imagination. And when you go back to the 1970s and you've got great Gold Cup winners like the Dickler, Captain Christie, Ten Up... And I, I even followed a great horse that was trained by Fred Winter called Pendle that I, I used to always think was going to win the Gold Cup and never quite managed to do so. And then there was the classic crop of hurdlers in the 70s and early 80s, the, the likes of Bueller, which was absolutely brilliant. And then you had Comedy Averas and Lanzarotti that were always battling it out together. And, and then after they sort of got dethroned we had the classic races between night nurse and monksfield and sea pigeon all of which you know were were great memories great horses and it was it was those that sort of really captured my imagination and got me interested in the festival um but i think what tipped the balance for me was in 1983 when michael dickinson was at the height of his powers you know i used to follow a lot of his horses and then he, he lined five up in, I think it was a field of about 13, 11 or 13 in the Gold Cup in 1983. And I remember thinking out of the five, Bragorn, um had the best chance. I thought Graham Bradley was a superb jockey. Um, but little did anybody expect Dickinson to train the first five home, which uh, in order were Bragorn, Captain John, Wayward Lad, who never quite went up the hill at Cheltenham, uh, Silver Buck, and Ashley House. That's a good five to remember if ever you go to a quiz. They often ask you who were Dickinson's first five home in the 1983 Gold Cup. And I remember watching that on the telly and thinking, that's it, I need to go there. And the following year was the first festival I attended when it was three days. And I have to say, I still preferred it as three days. I think some of the races now aren't quite... I wouldn't say good enough for the Cheltenham Festival, but I think I think they've diluted it a little bit. But yeah, so in 1984, me and my cousin Simon decided, right, we're going to get in his Ford Capri on the early Tuesday morning. Um, we drove from Surrey to Cheltenham, found a B&B when it was easy to do so for the festival and stayed there for the first three days. And what memories um, we got from that. The very first race was as as it is now it was the supreme novices hurdle um and the first race i saw live at the Cheltenham festival was that race which was won by a horse called brown's gazette um which was very impressive but the the last in memory of 1984 was the winning the winner of the gold cup which was probably one of the best steeplechasers i can remember seeing and that was a horse called borough hill lad trained by Jenny Pittman, ridden by Phil Tuck, who I think, if I remember, beat Brown Chamberlain. Um, but Borough Hill Lad was a fantastic horse who who got sidelined by injury late in his career, um, but a really, really good memory. Um, and then 
uh, me and my cousin went the following year again, and then there was a group of us used to go, and we used to go every day. Um, and it got to the sorry every day of every year, and it got to the stage where I stopped going. Probably round about, I would say about 1990, um, purely because it became it became a victim of its own success and was too busy. It was a struggle to get a bet on. It was a struggle to get um, to get a drink, and it, it just became too busy. So I, I decided I wanted to watch the racing properly, and I decided to stay at home and watch it. Um, 84, the year I mentioned when Burrowhill Lab won, was also the year that Dawn Run won the champion hurdle. And then two years later, I was privileged enough to see her be the only horse in history to win the champion hurdle and gold cup in 1986. You know, there's lots of great memories, you know, lots of winners, lots of losers. Um, There was five of us that managed to get the place put up between us one year, which paid out over £8,000, which was nice. So I lumped on Forgive and Forget the following day in the Gold Cup when it tipped up two out when I was convinced it was going to win. Obviously, 1989, one of the horses I always adored and followed from his novice hurdle days was when Desert Orchid won the Gold Cup. I don't think anybody that was there or anybody that watched that on the television will ever forget that. And if you haven't ever seen it, if you're a bit younger than me, just just YouTube Desert Orchids Gold Cup. It was unbelievable. Desi was a was a flamboyant, brilliant grey and was always at his best really going going right handed on flat tracks such as Kempton, Sandown, Ascot, places like that. And when I was living in Surrey, whenever he was running, I used to go and watch him at those courses. And he gave us such happy memories. And then that morning of the Gold Cup in 1989, the weather was hideous. It was raining, it was sleeting, it was snowing. There was talk whether Desi would actually line up in the race or not, because everything was against it. The ground... The undulations of the course, um, the going going left-handed, which he never really did, ne- had never won at the festival, despite many attempts in hurdle races and the Queen Mother, and would he stay three miles two in that in the mud? And anyway, what what happened was unbelievable. It was almost as if it was in the written in the stars. You know, he he won the race. He was beaten, jumping the last a horse called Yahoo was looked like it was going to win it, and Desi just with the heart of a lion dragged him, dragged himself up the hill just just to get up near the line. And the crowd, I've never heard anything like it at a race course. Now, there's a lot of people that say Desi wouldn't have won because there was a horse called Ten Plus that was sort of going really well when it's when it fell coming down the hill. Um, but at the end of the day, Desi did it, and it proved what a fantastic racehorse he was. Because not only had he won over two miles, he won the Gold Cup over three miles too, and he actually went on to win a Irish Grand National over three miles five furlongs as well. So um, that was a really fond memory. Um, I lived also after that. I lived up in Greystoke in Cumbria for many years, and when one man won the Champion Chase, again very similar to Desert Orchid, um, front running grey. Love, you know, every everyone said he was a flat, flat course specialist, didn't really like Cheltenham. Um, but then the Gordon Richards train one man, uh, won the champion chase, which was a fantastic achievement as well. So they're all memory, yeah, you know, they're all great memories, um, that, that I have of the Cheltenham Festival. It, it there's nothing quite like it. Every race, every national hunt racehorse trainer builds his whole season round running 
having runners, winners at the festival, and you know they they often call it the Olympics of horse racing. Now I know Royal Ascot is glitzy and and is a fantastic few days, but I don't think when it comes to horse racing, there's anything quite like the Cheltenham Festival. I'm a little bit biased towards National Hunt over the flat, I must admit, because you seem to get the same horses coming out year after year, and you see their progress and their improvement. Um, this year, there's 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 a lot of very interesting races, very interesting battles, a lot of opinion, divided opinion, especially in the, in the Gold Cup and the Champion Hurdle this year. Now, I'm going to make some predictions over the next few days, but really, it's going to depend on the ground. No, no one's really quite sure what the going's going to be like. We've had a fantastic. Um, sort of February weather-wise, and the going at race courses has been unheard of for this time of year, you know, good to firm in places, and and it, it's, it's ridiculous for February. But the, the weather has turned again, and, and I'm just going to wait to sort of see a bit more of a longer-range forecast before I make any sort of tips and predictions of what's going to happen, which leads me on to to our to our group, our VIP Sports Betting Guru community on Facebook, um, we've got about 40, 40 followers, 40 loyal followers who, who understand what we're doing, what we're all about. You know, we're not one of these uh, groups on Facebook that boasts about tipping winners all day, every day, um, not mentioning the losers. We are completely transparent. We've kept a record of every single bet we've tipped up since the turn of the year when we started the group. Um, and for every horse racing tip that we've advised, we're currently over £1,200 up since the 1st of January. Now, our members pay us a small fee of £15 a month for that. Um, they renew their membership, they've renewed their membership every month, they're loyal followers, and you know, I'm encouraging you to, to, to get involved. You know, we we're trans as I say, we're transparent, we're not affiliated to any other bookmakers like a lot of the tipsters you get on facebook they actually want you to lose because they they sign up as an affiliate um and they get lifetime profit from your losses so what they'll do is they'll they'll reel you in with a couple of winners and then they'll start tipping losers um now as i say we're transparent we have a really good chat forum where there's a lot of banter goes around within the group and we have got a few things in the fire for cheltenham next week you know, when it comes to the racing, there's three of us that work on the racing as part of the guru team. There's myself, who I hate to say it, is 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 the owner of the group, the chief bottle washer, if you like. Um, and I put some VIP tips up every day. We've got um, a guy called Alan who specialises. Um, well, yeah, he, he he's got his finger on the pulse for for the southwest racing seen um gets a lot of information from yards down in the southwest he puts tips up as well and we have darren who is more of our football expert but he also is good at finding outsiders and good priced each way bets so he always puts up a darren's bookie basher most days as well now when it comes to the festival the three of us will be putting our heads together we'll be um, giving you some advice some tips 
um, and hopefully provide you with a few winners. Um, it doesn't take much to show profit at Cheltenham because the, the racing is so competitive and you get some nice price winners. There's also some what we call everyone has a festival banker every year. I've got one in mind, which I'll keep under my hat until I know what the weather's going to be like. Um, we will probably, yeah, I th- yeah, certainly we'll put up a place pot every day um, because that always shows good returns because so many people get involved with it. We'll put up a, um, what I call the championship races, uh, Yankee, um, Every, you know, at the, at the start of the festival, which will be the champion hurdle on the Tuesday, you got the Queen Mother champion chase on the Wednesday, the Stayers hurdle on the Thursday. Thank goodness they've changed the name of that from the World Hurdle back to the Stayers hurdle, and then on the Friday you, we've got the Gold Cup. So we'll give you an accumulator, um, a Yankee multiple bet for that as well. So lots of exciting things coming up. So you know what? What I encourage anybody to do is. Come and come and have a go. Come and join the group. It's fifteen pound for a month. There's no commitment. You can you can come out at any time. You can pay by bank transfer or PayPal. You know, and it and it's a great community to be involved with because within within the within the chat within the group chat, there's lots of winners tipped up by other members in there as well. And 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 people are showing a profit by being a part of our group. You've only got to come into the chat and ask some of the guys that are in there. You know, so as I say, it's it's. £15 a month, and the way way to get involved is ask to join, find the Facebook page, which is just search for VIP Sports Betting Guru Community. That's VIP Sports Betting Guru Community. Ask to join. When we get that request, we will contact you with regards to the payment, and, and we've got some special offers on for, for, for Cheltenham as well. As I say, it is, it is normally £15 a month, but we have got... Um, a, a, a couple of offers on for you to try and get you involved and now let me just tell you about what they are um i'm just sorry i'm just finding the offer that i posted on facebook the other day and what it is um here we go let me just scroll down let me see if i can find it my computer's going a bit slow sorry about that yeah, so basically we're offering, we've got three offers out there. You can become a member for the four days of the Cheltenham Festival, which would start on the on the Tuesday morning um, for just £10. We've also got offer two, which is Cheltenham and Aintree only, the Aintree Fest, the Grand National Festival as well, which comes up three weeks after the Cheltenham Festival. And you can do that for the three days and Cheltenham for the four days for just £18. Or what we'll do as a special offer, we'll give you a full two months of March and April for £25. So, you know, let's 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 hope you, you, you come and get involved. It, it's not going to cost you a fortune. As I say, we're we're over twelve hundred pound up on all bet on all horse racing bets advised since the first of January. And the maximum you know, sometimes the multiple bets are a little bit more expensive, but the maximum single bet we ever put up is thirty pounds. So it's not as though we've made that twelve hundred pound by saying you've got to have three hundred pounds on this or whatever. You know, and, and and we always say follow every bit of advice we give. But if if you don't like the staking we do, just use a percentage of it. You know, we've got some members that do 10% of the recommended stake. We've got some members that do 50%. And we've got even got one member that does 200%. So, so all in all, you know, we're a great community. We're there for you. We're very transparent. We're passionate about what we do. And 
there's no more exciting time to get involved um, than with the Cheltenham Festival starting next week. So that's the end of my uh, first ever podcast. Hope it wasn't too long. And I'll be uh, doing one every day this week and over the weekend building up to the festival. Hope to see you on the on the group soon, guys. And thanks for listening. Cheers. Bye bye.